our lake levels as of Sunday afternoon are as good as we can expect. It was, it was a decent weekend. We had minimal rains on Friday. The lake levels continue to drop as the county operates uh, the lock system. And it's, it, could, it couldn't be any better uh, than, than what they have managed through their, their engineering and, and the work that they've done. That said, we still have extremely high levels uh, in all of the lakes. And the determination of what happens in the coming days is not just the volume of water we may arrive at at Madison, but we have to look at the entire watershed. What goes on to the west and to the north can have a profound impact on, on uh, the next couple of days. I want to start with traffic. Uh, this weekend, we operated Madison Metro with free service. Monday, we will continue to have free service, and we encourage people to uh, use Madison Metro and alternatives, uh, carpooling, whatever they can. We're also encouraging folks to try and avoid coming through the isthmus. We still have lanes closed. East Washington remains the busiest internal street in the city of Madison. And using alternative routes or not driving, and those alternative routes basically mean the Beltline, Stoughton Road, Monona Drive, uh, that, would, that would be appreciated. In addition, for those who can work at home, it's an excellent idea. And if people can stagger their work hours. You know, this is, this is going to be much like a, a trying to drive in a 10-inch storm. And if you are going to be driving, leave early. And even if you're not coming downtown, recall that all the other routes are going to be congested uh, because of, of those seeking alternatives. So that's our transportation situation uh, right now and, and through through Workday Monday. Second thing for those already affected by the storm, streets will be doing large item collection as we can get to it. Obviously, we're, we're still busy and we'll continue to be busy with the storm itself. We'd like to ask people, for those who've, who've lost valuables and they're out on the curb, try and separate out the electronics because we're going to still attempt to recycle those. We'd like to keep the electronics, computers, televisions, keep them separate. And there will not be any requirement for a charge for the normal sticker uh, during this coming week. So we're going to try and, and, and help those folks in, in that regard. Up until now... Uh, remember uh, last time we had a press conference, it was Friday uh, at noon, 1 o'clock. We had filled 40,000 sandbags. We're now up to 160,000 sandbags. Uh, this is a good time uh, to show our appreciation for the National Guard. We've got about 40 to 50 Guards members between the city of Madison and Monona helping us fill sandbags. And if there should be uh, reason for an evacuation. 
they will be available to assist in that regard. Volunteers. Uh, at this point, we've got an active list of, of well over 300 volunteers. We know who these folks are, and if they are needed, they will be contacted uh, through the system we established for people to sign up for volunteering. It's a good time to also request that people not tour the flooded areas. Those neighborhoods have enough problems as it is. Cars driving through the three and four inch water on some of these streets uh, doesn't help because it only creates waves which further saturates the ground. And that gets us to uh, a discussion of, of tonight's events. The best chance for storms, as you all know, is between 4 and 10 p.m. They may be severe. We can look at rainfalls of a half an inch, hopefully no more than that in most areas. However, there is a possibility of high winds, gusting winds over 50 miles an hour. And this gets us back to what we discussed in terms of the saturated ground and the mature trees that are standing and sitting in water. And those trees, we can have an umbrella type of effect with a strong wind, and they can literally be uprooted by the root ball and come down. That poses dangers to homes, that poses dangers to electric wires, and to vehicles parked nearby. So if you are in an area where we've already cautioned uh, about high water, you not only have to protect your car, your automobile, from, from rising waters, but you also want to keep away from, from trees <clears throat> that are in saturated grounds. Uh, I mentioned the, the guard unit. I think this is just a good time to, to uh, I mean, there's so many thanks. We can spend, you know, the next week thanking everybody who's, who's helped to date. But obviously, city staff, there are people who had vacations planned from now to Labor Day. Those have been disrupted and, and, and uh, whole families affected. The county staff uh, who are, are managing outside of the city of Madison. Again, the guard unit in the state. Uh, private contractors who've been of assistance, and, and the volunteers. And this thanks is going to continue to go on now for several weeks as we get through Wednesday and, and the cleanup. The city, white, the city website, cityofmadison.com uh, backslash flooding, we will continue to update the map showing the most vulnerable streets. And, and neighborhoods. In terms of, is that a front slash? Cityofmadison.com front slash. Who does this front slash anymore? Uh, front slash flooding. Okay. Um, sandbagging. Most of the areas that were using sandbags, people have been instructed as to how to sandbag. But one reminder in particular. When you build your sandbag, you're building, in effect, a moat. 
you want to keep the water away from the property. That means if the sandbags are too far from the house, you are now trapping water between the sandbags and your foundation. So get those sandbags as close to the foundation as possible. The outlets for any drains, any downspouts, make sure that they are not contained within the perimeter of your sandbags. You don't want to keep that water uh, close to your property. Uh, there's technical information about acquiring plugs for floor drains, basement sinks, and basement toilets. If nothing else, at least on the drains, sandbags covering the drains will be of help. Again, we go back to what we said on Friday. If you're in a vulnerable area, if you're in a vulnerable area, get your valuables out of your basement. Anything that can be damaged by rising water in your basement. And that gets to another point. Even if you're not in the flood area, make sure that you've got proper drainage away from your home and your property. Why? Because the ground, again, is saturated. Additional rain falling onto the roof, onto the adjacent land around the building can cause damage even in a high area. We discussed parking. Again, don't leave your car in an area of, of low water. And we want to remind folks that there's free parking in city garages from 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. We'd like to have folks, I want to repeat it, avoid driving uh, as much as possible. For those uh, bringing their students into the UW, approaching from the south and from the west is the best way to get into campus. So, for example, people coming in from Milwaukee who might normally take the interstate Highway 30 and come in East Washington, they should take the interstate and then loop over to I-9039, approach the city from the Beltline, and come in South Park Street. It'll make life easier for everybody uh, because moving in day, even under normal circumstances, is quite a challenge. Uh, I think I've covered just about everything here. Uh, all right, so that takes us through Monday. We're hopeful that with an inch or less of water, we'll, we'll make it through, through uh, this evening and into tomorrow's rush hour. We will have another press conference, most likely Monday at 1 o'clock, and then we get into... Uh, what may be the most challenging period here since the event of, of, of last Monday itself, and that is rains that are forecast for Tuesday and Wednesday. So I suppose the challenge that makes this so unusual is that normally a storm hits and it's gone. You get your 8 or 10 inches of, of, of snow or if it's an ice storm, within 24 to 36 hours, it passes. And this is obviously an event that's going on for almost 
well, it'll be 10 full days uh, before it's over, and we can even begin to discuss uh, total amounts of damage and how we're going to recover. Believe me, there's a whole lot of issues uh, that, that we haven't even taken up. Um, so we got folks who've been here some 24 hours a day, some only 20 hours. Uh, they're here to help and, and answer any questions you've got. Was that completely thorough? Did I miss anything? Got it all? I've got a... Yes. Has the... You mentioned the, the vulnerable areas. With more rain coming, is that... Are those vulnerable areas expanding outward at all? Or is what will have... The people that have already been yes. the, the, we, we We've got the core group, the 1,700 homes. But if more rain comes, there are some additional areas that do become more vulnerable. For example... Uh, when we started this discussion about vulnerability, we were basically looking at a mile and a half, a two-mile strip up and down East Washington. Now we've got areas around Brittingham Bay, Monona Bay, and the Brittingham area, and we've also got some areas uh, off of Sherman Avenue uh, which are of concern. And all these folks have been notified. In fact, one of our biggest sandbagging operations uh, is along the shoreline of, uh, of Brittingham, of, of Monona Bay. Uh, Mayor, earlier you had mentioned 160,000 sandbags filled. Is that just in Madison, or does that include Monona? That's Madison. Okay. Monona may have even more. And we're, we're creating sandbags at about 2,000 an hour. You mentioned earlier that the National Guard has been assisting not only with sandbags, but if there was to be an evacuation, they would yes. also be on hand for that. Worst case scenario, if there has to be an evacuation, is there a plan in place yet? Yes, there is. And uh, we know the areas that will be most vulnerable. We've already notified the occupants of those buildings. We obviously do not want to evacuate people unnecessarily. And we're hoping for the best. That's not a scenario we're, we're expecting. It's a contingency plan. I mean, we certainly don't want to be in a position of folks saying after the event was evacuation a possibility and why didn't you prepare for it? So. For a sense of scale, how much uh, water is the waste treatment facility now treating versus, say, two weeks ago when it was normal? Waste treatment, I'm not sure, Rob. I, I don't have that number. The, the treatment plant is doing just fine right now. There are no issues. The issue uh, comes when we have heavy rains and flooding and basements flood, and then the sanitary sewer system can be overwhelmed. That's why you should, uh, folks should visit our website and uh, look at the information there as to what to do in, in case these things occur. So... Uh, this briefing takes us through tomorrow morning, Monday. We'll do another briefing uh, tomorrow at 1. Uh, and we're very hopeful that as we then approach what might be the last of the rains, Monday night through Tuesday, uh, will finally give us some relief. And thank you for the work you're doing in, in, in helping us uh, 
get this information out. All right? Well, one more thing, if you could just emphasize people should... One more thing, if you could just emphasize that people move their cars if they're in a low-lying area or an area subject to flash flooding in the isthmus. With the heavy rains, we are, it's more likely that we'll get flash floods with lesser amounts of, rain, of rainfall. Thank you.